Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you guys about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge down to Erie. For a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more purchase for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in to the postseason, I guess not yet technically, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We're 10 seconds in and I've already messed up. This is going to be a great show. I am your host, Jesse Montano, and it is a special episode though, because that man you heard fumbling around was Adrian Dater. Silently in the background is AJ Hayfley. That's right, folks. You heard it correctly. All three Members of the BSN Avalanche team are on one podcast again. We have one of those members coming to you from the Bay Area. So let's start there. AD, you're the furthest away. So you get to tell us how you're doing first. How is it going in California? The the weather here is actually quite cold and rainy. So I kind of wish I was back in Colorado here for a second, boys. (laughs) It's... uh, First of all, thanks for getting the band back together today for this special podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, I'm out here. I thought, uh, you know, this game might be be-all, end-all, so the BSN powers that be sent me out here to cover tomorrow's game. Still has some – there is something to play for, potentially, so it's not a meaningless game, or it mm-hmm. could be, based on the results tonight. But anyway, we're here. We're covering the abs, and uh, it's good to be here with you, boys. I missed you guys. I miss you, boo. <laughs> it, it has. It's it's uh, it's been a while since we've all been on here together. Uh, AJ, how you doing, sir? Uh, I'm honestly I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, hey. I uh, I did the game last night and then uh, got home and I started working on a film room and then another article that you guys will see uh, probably tomorrow and then. Uh, went to, got up and went to practice today, which was a total waste of time. <laughs> um, not a total waste of time. I had a really good talk with Tyson Berry, which you guys can hear on the, uh, on the website right now. Cause it's in the audio post I put up there. Um, a workhorse. Yeah. Well, and then I got home and I finished the film room and then I fixed the internet after in my house after weeks of fighting with it. And uh, now I'm recording a podcast with you boys, so I'm I'm tired. This has this has not stopped for me in the last 24 hours. I have been go go go. 
Well, hey, that's all right. It's uh, it's it's for a fun reason. It'd be worse if you were go, go, go talking about the abs missing the playoffs. But last night, the abs, when everything was on the line, somewhere they've struggled to come through in the last decade or so, the abs for the last two weeks have come through, and last night was yet another example as they come from behind from a 2-0 deficit to defeat the Winnipeg Jets in overtime to punch their ticket to the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs. Boys, we're going to talk all about them getting into the playoffs in the next segment. I cannot believe we are doing this, to be completely honest with you. Uh, You turn the clocks back 14 days, and I would have never thought we would be recording this podcast uh, after after last night. But let's talk about the game itself, and then uh, next segment we'll talk more about the playoffs as a whole. So, guys, uh, the one concerning thing, and AJ, you and I have talked about it a few times over the last uh, week or so, the ads did not start on time. This is something they definitely need to cut out heading into the first round of the playoffs. you got to start the games on time. AD, were you uh, – I, yeah. I know you were in transit last night. <laughs> I saw the game. I saw the game. Right. Uh, I was uh, I was preparing to sleep. I had to get up at three o'clock from my flight today. It was at six. So, uh, but I did. I did see uh, the game, and uh, I almost I almost told AJ to step aside, bro. I'm going to write the story. <laughs> then I'm like, no, I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> I was getting fired up. The uh, yeah, I saw the game, man. It was. Uh, didn't start on time for sure. Sounds like the old Joe Sacco days. We didn't start the game on time. Mm-hmm. But uh, they haven't started the last three games on time, and they still won the damn things. <laughs> Two deficits for three straight games. Boys, they have a 10-game point streak. Do you guys realize that? 7-0-3 to close out the – to go. that's where you want to do it, boys. That's when you. That's when the timing's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, – I was feeling real, real good when Soderbergh tied the game at two, and then I was having a mild heart attack when the too many men call came. I was, I was literally thinking, "Oh my god!" I mean, I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I was, I was quietly having a heart attack over that. Yeah, so. no, they they took that, and, and I sat there, and I even think <laughs> I put my my head in my hands, and I said, "Are you gonna <laughs> blow this on a too many men?" Because Arizona had already won, basically, so or was winning, so, you know, it was, they blow that game in the last minute, now we're going to Vegas, San Jose having to win, maybe, and, uh, oh, God, all kinds of bad visions are starting to run, but as A.J. Hayfley so ably pointed out in his film room that just posted, that PK saved the season, and uh, it's up on the BSN website right now, Avalanche film room, the PK that saved the the playoffs, so I encourage people to go check that out. Well, let's uh, let's hear from from the author of that AJ. You were in the building last night. I saw you tweeting about it. Uh, you and I were in the building last night. I think when the Abs were clearing the puck on that on that last PK, that was one of the loudest I've ever heard the Pepsi Center on natural crowd noise. No music, no goal horn, uh, nothing like that. Just sheer crowd noise. I think that was one of the loudest I've ever heard it in there. <clears throat> Yeah, and I and I say that with the caveat of uh, I was I was living in Texas when they were winning Stanley Cups in the early two thousands, right? <laughs> uh, and so when the Pepsi Center was rocking in Game Seven in two thousand one when Ray Bork won it, 
I imagine that building was probably louder then. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, I I sure as hell hope so. Right. I think it was. Uh, but but I tell you, last night I was in the tunnel. I was on ice level, and I had just walked around the corner when they were getting called for the too many men, so I didn't actually see it. But um, I was down there, and the crowd when they when they cleared the puck with about thirty seconds to go, and then they broke up the zone entry again. And then there was about 11 seconds to go. And then Blake Wheeler tried to make this mad dash. It was all of a sudden, it was like, oh my God. Oh my God, it happened. Oh my God, they did it. I can't believe this actually happened. And like the people around us were freaking out. And there were people jumping up and down. It was random, random strangers hugging each other. It was like, it was one of those really awesome atmospheres that you just love to have in sports that you don't get to see very often. I mean, you go through... So many regular season games where it's like, yay, they won, or ah, oh, they lost. And then last night was one of those games where it's like, people are going to remember this one. Mm-hmm. They're going to remember this night. They're going to remember being in the building for that. Same as last year in game 82. They're going to remember that night. It was a special atmosphere. And that's and that's what makes sports still so great. The the common bond that everybody has in this country, our country is so polarized everywhere else, but sports remains the one thing that brings people from all sides of politics, you name it, together to, for one night, you know, and that's why we, we all have a communal experience that nobody will ever forget. That's the beauty of sports. No, you nailed it, AD. I, that's, that's one of my favorite parts about sports. But we would have never gotten to those special moments had Tyson Berry not caught the Avs going with an absolutely ridiculous goal. Holy smokes, is this guy white hot. Uh, AJ, I'll start with you on this one. Tyson Berry, not only last night, but over the last couple weeks, he's ramped his game up to such a level that I was telling someone last night, Again, obviously, there's still so much up in the air with him. But the way with this guy is playing, I don't know how you can justify trading a guy playing at his level. Um, I mean, can we have that conversation later? Well, <laughs> I, I was going to say, I'm, you know, I'm not asking for you to just but, but I'm saying he's playing at such a high level right now that it's, I mean, this is some of the best hockey we've ever seen Tyson Berry play. Yeah, going into the March 5th game against Detroit, uh, he had six goals on the season. March. Today's, today's, today, today is April 5th. You fast forward one month, mm-hmm. and he has 14 goals on the season. Yep. 59 uh, points. I mean, he's, he's, just, he's just totally exploded. And the shot, that, the shot that he made last night, I talked to him after practice today, um, and he's, he said, look, the location of that shot, I could, I could try that. 50 more times and I wouldn't be able to replicate that. <laughs> yeah, Cause Hellebuck didn't go down on the shot. He stayed up the whole time, but Barry just well, he, found the corner. Yeah. He stood tall. And I right. mean, like, but that's, you would have thought he'd gone down and that's what had made the opening, but no, he never did. There were never really he, was an opening really to look at. It didn't seem like he just, I mean, the, the, he Hellebuck didn't even move. No. Like he shot it and, and the puck was in and everybody was celebrating and Hellebuck was still sitting there like what? Yeah, he looked confused. <laughs> like this is exactly how I'm taught to do this. Everything is sealed. There's no way that puck made it behind me. Why are people celebrating? Yeah, uh, you know, Tyson Berry very rarely do we see him give that kind of emotion. He was hyped on that goal. 
Um, I mean, he he's just been such a shot in the arm for this offense over over the last few weeks. And and honestly, he got the building back into it, and and he got the Avs going last night. Tyson Berry's been absolutely incredible down the stretch uh, for for the Avs. And then the other Tyson, Tyson Jost, what a look to feed Carl Soderberg and what a play by Carl to uh, to tie it up. AD, again, that was a play that, that Sam Gerrard keeps it alive. Tyson Jost with a great look as Soderberg's driving the net. Uh, that I mean, that got the game even. The building was really jumping. Like you said, you had to be feeling pretty good when Carl Soderberg put that one in. Oh, I mean, what a what a and that was a design tip too. I mean, he knew what he was doing. He mm-hmm. it, it looked like a design play, frankly. Yeah. And it it just what a marvelous tip. I mean, Carl Carl been slower slowed down a little bit offensively lately, but he, you know, he, there he is in a big moment. He's had a few of those this year where he's just, you know, third period guy, he's digging, he's digging, he's digging, and he gets a, he gets something to happen. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, they were still down two to one. You're starting to still panic a little bit inside. It's under 10 minutes to go. It's like, oh, God, you know, you really don't want to go to San Jose and have to win that game. You just and, – and, you know, it was all made – everything was all made worse in the game because of that damn Arizona – Vegas scoreboard, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it's like, oh my God, they're going to win in Vegas. But, uh, and then Carl, Carl settles everybody down. I tell you, those, those last few minutes of the game kind of did remind me in a much smaller way, but a, much, a smaller way, but in a way, a version of the 2001 Stanley Cup game seven, when you're just praying for that clock to expire. <laughs> You just, you just, like, you're just sitting there looking at the clock, and it just seems like it's so slow, you know. And you're like, God, please, just get to zero. I mean, the 2001 Stanley Cup. If you watch the final ten minutes of that game, uh, the Bork game, it, it seems to take like an hour. I, and I'm not even, almost, I'm really not even exaggerating. It took really long time. There were so many stops to play. And that's what it was like last night a little bit. You're just like, God, please get to overtime. And then we can all just have nice things. And it <laughs> happened. Yeah, yeah, it happened. And and on that Soderbergh goal, what about that look from Tyson Jost? How many yeah. guys would have gotten the puck on their stick there and just yep. tried to fling something on net, picked his head up, beautiful pass. Like you said, it looked like a design play. Yep. He's been better, let's face it. I mean, he, he has not been scoring a lot of goals again, Jost, but, you know, he's been better. He's harder on the puck. Somebody told him probably to just focus more on uh, play, you know, uh, you know, away from the puck in a sense, but but also not not having to do too much when you do get it. He just seems like he's giving and going a little bit easier. He's not holding on to the puck for a long, long time. Uh, it seems just a, a crisper player to me. And, yeah, that was huge, huge pass. And, uh Happy for Tyson Jones because I know he's, you know, he's put a lot of pressure on himself. He doesn't always show it, but I know deep down he's he's got a little bit of Matt Duchesne in him where he's really stressing out big time. He needs to, you know, he needs to excel to feel good about himself. So he did it last night. He's uh, he's going to be a, a key player going into these playoffs. We'll talk more about that later. But uh, yep, for that moment, Tyson Jones made a big big play and it's helped put him in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. And you, because, you know, on that initial thing, it looked like maybe, uh, you know, he was just putting the puck on net, server tipped it. No, when you watch that replay, you see Tyson Jost pick his head up, make a beautiful pass. Uh, and that's that hockey IQ that we've talked about so much with Tyson Jost. 
uh, and came through in a big moment. Last guy I want to talk about from uh, from the game last night before we take a break, uh, AJ, Philip Grubauer. Once again, I mean, we don't need to spend too much time here because it's just more of the same for him. But a game-saving stop late. Uh, he slides across, gets just a piece of his glove on the puck and sends it out of play. Uh, with Without Philip Grubauer playing at this level, we wouldn't be doing this podcast, yeah? Uh, well, this uh, this episode would certainly look a whole lot different or sound a whole lot different. Right, right. Uh, that is that is absolutely uh, for sure. He, um, I mean, he got he got white hot. He did the same exact thing last year uh, at the end of the year for the Caps. Remember, he had taken Braden Holtby's job from him. He got white hot and uh, led them on. I think he was like he had like a seven game winning streak or something at the end of uh, at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So. Um, for, for that to happen, you know, that's the good stuff, right? Like that's, he got, he got hot at the right time and that's what you want. Trade doesn't look so bad anymore, does it? (laughs) Well, I mean, you certainly are feeling a hell of a lot better with that, that two years left on the contract right now going, going into next season. You're like $3 million for that. That's fine. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, boy, was he good down the stretch, eh? Wow. I mean, I, I, he's your presumptive number one goalie in the playoffs now. Uh, and, uh, and what I loved about Grubauer was just how uh, how calm he is off the ice, too. He never shows a lot of emotion, but he's, he's very smart and analytical. And uh, I think he just figured it out. You know, I think he just worked it out in his head and, and mind and body and, and just went out there and did it. You know, he never panicked when it was things were going bad here. And uh, that to me shows a lot of uh, – because goalies have such a – so much pressure on them mentally that, you know, they can they can bog down and really easily and get overwhelmed. But he doesn't seem to do that. Uh, he just seems to uh, put the – seems like he can put the game behind him maybe when he leaves the rink. He doesn't obsess about it all day long. I feel like he's got some interests outside of hockey that he can get away to and get his mind off the game. And uh, But, uh, yep. Uh, incredible, incredible run for Gruby down the stretch. I mean, uh, he won what nine of those, the nine, the ten game point streak. He was in there for nine of them. So, um, hats off to Gruby. And buy our yeah, t-shirt. We- and buy our t-shirts, which are for sale right now too. <laughs> yeah, we have a, a limited edition uh, Groob shirt, which you heard a lot in Pepsi Center last night. But hey, we said all year it's Varley's net until Grubauer takes it. And boy, oh boy, has he done that recently. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the abs are in. And guess what? The abs were in last year. It's the first time it's happened since the 04-05 lockout. We are going to talk about what that means for the franchise, that they're going to the playoffs back-to-back years. Right on the other side, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. The biggest benefits of CBD are our cognitive, our neuroprotection, neuroregeneration, anti-inflammatory, and then a lot of the most common situations that, that people are taking it are for pain. That is Arthur Jaffe, a former CU Buffs football player and founder of Elixinol, a Colorado-based company focused on providing the highest quality of CBD oil and hemp extracts in the world. 
Like Arthur mentioned earlier, CBD has significant medical benefits and isn't limited to just athletes. Everyone can take it, from adults and children to even your dog. I wished I would have learned about it or that it would have been more prominent at a younger age to potentially have, have given my father a, a significant opportunity to fight prostate cancer, which ultimately took his life when I was 13. You know, I really think that it would have helped him. Arthur and the folks over at Elixinol's mission is to educate, inspire, and empower others to live naturally healthy, happy lives. To learn more and join the CBD conversation, check out Elixinol.com. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Also want to tell you guys about one of our newest sponsors, The Green Solution. The Green Solution has 17 Colorado locations and an express checkout to get you in and out as fast as possible. Get on your phone right now. Go to their website, mygreensolution.com. Order your flour, concentrates, edibles, and topicals online and head to the closest Green Solution for pickup. Use promo code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Jesse Montano hanging out with Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley. Not even 24 hours after the Avs have clinched a berth in the playoffs for the second straight year. Guys, this has been a decade of a lot of bad hockey, a lot of miserable fans, and a lot of mediocrity just top to bottom within the organization the abs have, have it, it seems like, you know, last year that was really their first step towards, all right, real change is coming. You can you can see the young guys coming through. McKinnon took that next step. Rantanen took a step. And this year they came out and, and, and to us the goal was, hey, get back to that level. Get back mm-hmm. to that level to show that you're not regressing. Well, hey, they did that. They got back in. There was... There were, I, I'm not even going to say there were ups and downs of the season. There was up, there was down, and then there was up again. There were three. Um, what does it mean to the Colorado Avalanche, to Joe Sackick, to these players, you know, Eric Johnson, Nathan McKinnon, what does it say about them that, hey, they punched their ticket two years in a row and both years they held their own fate in their own hands and they did it. There was no backing into a playoff spot. Uh, there was no, someone else had to do it. There was no, Hey, you got to get a ton of help. They went out two years in a row and they took care of business when they needed to, uh, AD, when you look at this organization and the hockey and, and, and the operations and everything from the past 10 years, what does this say about the direction this team is headed? Well, it just adds another layer of a uh, of, of real foundation. Now, I mean, I think if they not made the playoffs, it, it, it would you know it would still have been a really good stuff to look forward to, especially next year. But you know, it would have been a bit of a downer just to think, all right, you had this great year where you're a young and talented team that kind of rose up all of a sudden and proved people wrong and. I think it would have been, uh, you know, just a little bit of a downer for everybody to have to feel like, all right, we're not good enough again to be a playoff team. Um, not only are they a good play, good enough to be a playoff team, but uh, you know, now, now they can go into next year and just really, you know, really have some sky high confidence. I bet, you know, regardless of how long they go in this playoff, if it's one and done. If it's, you know, a run, if they actually win around for the first time since 2008, it's not going to change the fact that next year they're going to be, 
they are going to be a team to be reckon with, I think, you know, with McCarr, with the number one pick, with their own pick, with free agency, a lot of money to spend, <clears throat> Timmy Panarin. Um, it's going to be a fun time around here, and it's just so fun to be a Colorado Avalanche fan right now, isn't it? We had nothing for so many years, and now it's like, God, it's like we're all Christmas morning every day now, right now. Now we have the draft lottery to look forward to Tuesday night, right? I mean, hey, we might – I mean, God help us if we all get the number four pick again and that happens, but um, still wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But, yeah, we want that number one pick, don't we? Um, at least number two. And, uh, yep, yep. Top two. so, uh, you know, and then, and then we haven't even talked – you know, Kale McCarr is coming, you know. I mean – we all just get blown away every time we see him on the highlights, and this kid is coming. He could be here in this playoff round. We we that'll be a next podcast maybe. But we, it's just uh, it's looking a lot brighter around here, boys. And and that's not even to say that you know they've got some prospects at the Eagles that that could be uh, helping out too soon. I mean Martin Cout, I have not seen him play still yet. So I, I've been lax seeing the Eagles. It's, it's bad. I guess I screwed, you know, I guess I did not do what I said I did was going to go up and see some Eagles games this year, but it just seemed like the timing was never right. When I was in town, they were out of town, et cetera. So uh, what does it mean, though? In, in the big scheme of things, it means that Joe Sackick was right in his uh, new plan to get younger, faster, rebuild with youth and speed. Um, and... Uh, you know, build through the draft and just uh, more importantly, just not not go for the quick, easy fix that, that this is going to be a process. And Joe stuck by the process. And here we are. We're, 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 we're right back. The envy of the hockey world in many ways again. AJ, you know, you've been around the team for a few years now. Uh, just getting to know some of these guys and, and from from a player standpoint, you know, again, for the Nathan McKinnons, Gabe Landeskogs, Eric Johnson, how good must this feel for them? Uh, you know, <clears throat> seeing EJ last night be as emotional as he was about it, um, I didn't really think about it until I was standing in front of him watching him try to put it into words. Um, he didn't get to do this last year. Mm. He didn't He didn't get to enjoy this. He has. He's had to fight off injuries every year, uh, and when he has been healthy, they haven't been very good. Um, it's, you know, it, it did not really sink in to me until I was standing in front of him, what this really meant to him and how he has put so much of himself into this organization during a dark period in its, in its history and how he's kind of been one of the faces of those failures. And now he's been lucky enough to stick around. And some of that was because he was, he wanted to, he was willing to. You know, we saw a couple of guys that didn't want to be here for that. They had other things that were more important to them, and they wanted to get out and go go try their hand elsewhere. And, you know, guys guys like Johnson and Landeskog stuck. You know, they, they said, we want to be here. We, we want to make this work, and we wanted to make it work here. And it's just starting to come to fruition. And I think it's, I think it's great that those cats are still around that they've lived through what they've lived through. And I think it'll probably, you know, it hasn't always been the way that it was, it was expected to go or the way that it, they, they planned it out. But I think they're probably more appreciative of the success that they have earned now, uh, given, given all the ups and downs that they've experienced in Colorado. 
So it was something that we talked about. Uh, it's been a couple weeks now, uh, but we talked about the what, what, you know why it matters when you step back and you look at hey you know they've got Makar on the way they've got uh, you know a pick that's now guaranteed to be in the top four Shane Bowers Connor Timmons Martin Kaut you know there's so much coming and 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 it'd be so easy to say yeah making the playoffs is a nice bonus but it's really all about the other stuff. Um, you know, we and I believe AJ it was you who made the assertion that hey, you know, all of that, all of that's technically correct. You know, and and, and I even said it that 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 first overall pick is going to determine more for this franchise going forward than this playoff run, um, or, or you know, qualifying for the postseason. And I, I stand by that comment. But AJ, I believe it was you who said making the playoffs for a second consecutive year might actually do them some favors because now you can walk into free agency and AD. I know, you know, I know we're, we're laughing and joking about Artemi Panarin, but seriously, you can go to Artemi Panarin and say, look, Kale McCarr is on the way. You know, we have this top four pick. We have our own pick Martin Kaut. Uh, you know, all those yeah. names, like would Connor you, Timmons, would you like to Shane Bowers? Yeah. All w- of would those. you like to play on the power play with Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rannon and Tyson Berry by any chance? Artemi, would you like that? Right. And, and oh, by the way, this group without you has gone to the postseason two years in a row. Imagine what we can do yep. with you. It does getting into the playoffs. Does that help with your free agency yes, fishing? I think it does. Um, it does, and especially when people know that it's still a young team that's not a one and done type of team. You know, it's uh, anybody, any free agent forward who's who you know would like to come here is going to say. Gosh, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so and if I don't play on that line with McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog, I'll play probably a lot with them on the power play, and I'll probably play with a lot with them anyway, mixing matching lines. And uh, I'll have they'll have a lot of money to spend. Denver's a really nice place to live, and uh, this is the team that's going to get Jack Hughes or Capo Caco. And uh, yeah, sign me up. Sign me up. It's going to be a lot easier to recruit free agents here. A lot easier. Yeah, and uh, AJ, you know, AD just kind of made the point there. It's it's when you look at it, it's all right. This is now a group that is that is truly up and coming. It's no longer a, yeah. There's a young team. There's a lot of potential there. It's hey, this is a team that has has forced their way into the playoffs two years in a row, and they've all they've got all of that stuff coming. I want to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, just using the Panarin example here, you go into free agency and you say, hey, how would you like every <laughs> shift to be an all-star player? <laughs> because you can put you can put McKinnon out there. You can put him with Landeskog. You can put him with Rantanen. Uh, from the back end, you know, you can put him with Eric Johnson, who's gone to an all-star game. You can put him uh, with Tyson Berry, who would go to an all-star game if they allowed more than four defensemen to go these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, Tyson Berry will be coming off of a 59 minimum 59 point season. It'd be cool if he could get to the magic number of 60, but I mean, you're, you're talking about, you can, you can sell these guys on any of us, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, Hey, we just had the hottest goaltender in the last month of the season. And PS he signed for two more years and he's done it two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is a guy that we're going to lean on in the back end. What are the, if you're a free agent and you're looking at the Avalanche and you're looking, okay, they've got the top prospect to kill McCarr. They've got, uh, they've got all stars up front. 
They've got good young, good young guys on the back. They've got a good mixture of veterans. Uh, some guys that he's familiar with, with Calvert and Ian Cole from, from playing with them in Columbus. There's familiarity there. What is it that Colorado doesn't have in terms of an organization? I mean, all of that would have to come down to lifestyle stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if he wants to live in the East Coast, if he wants to live into a a big, big, big city and have that, that kind of lifestyle, then obviously Colorado won't be the place for him. But if he's looking at it from a hockey's perspective and saying, hey, where do I want to spend the next seven years of my life, you know, the Avalanche are no longer just a lot of potential, as you guys were mentioning. This is no longer just selling hopes and dreams here. This is two years in a row of the postseason. These are all-star berths. These are big contracts. These are young players in their prime. It's everything. It's the full combination. They are they are the they are the whole nine yards of an organization that is easy to sell. They sell themselves now. The Avalanche, they've got the money to spend. They can just drop a con- contract on the table and say, hey, look. You can do your research. We, What don't we have? Mm-hmm. And if it ends up being a lifestyle thing, then you know what? Denver you know, Denver and the Avalanche, they can't do anything about mm. that. But that's fine. What they can control, they have done a great job of putting themselves in the position to be as attractive as possible for not just Artemi Panarin, but any other free agent that they look to pursue. Mm-hmm. They can they can sell playoffs. They can sell future. They can sell present. They've got all of it right now to say, "Hey, we have all the high end pieces necessary to do this. Why why not?" Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's one of those things where obviously you hope that draft pick makes a bigger impact than simply just getting into the playoffs. But getting into the playoffs, I do think, has much bigger ramifications than a lot of people think uh, as far as the future. We're going to take one more quick break here. When we come back, we're going to give you guys one last standings update and take a look at the likely and then the potential uh, first-round matchups for the Colorado Avalanche as the NHL playoffs start next week. BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We will be right back. Green Mountain Dental Group is a family-owned business that has been a staple in Lakewood for over 40 years. Whether it's cosmetic, oral surgery, or preventative dentistry, at Green Mountain Dental Group you will find nothing but the best. We have chosen Green Mountain Dental and will continue to attend Green Mountain Dental because of the superior care that we receive from them. Their facility is amazing and above all, it's the personal touch that we receive from the people there, including Dr. Ben Jr. and Anne and Mary and Sherry and Marie. They've known me was my husband, my children, and now my grandchildren and are just incredible with all of us. That was Annette. She's been a patient at Green Mountain Dental Group since 1976 and truly loves their service. Never did I think in 1976 how blessed we would be to recognize the people at Green Mountain Dental and are so thankful that they have been a part of our lives. For all new patients, Green Mountain Dental Group offers free teeth whitening trays when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Just mention BSN Denver. Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche Podcast, presented by Total Beverage. 
I want to remind you guys once again about this game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pain, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped decrease anxiety you name it. CBD is all natural and non-psychoactive. The coffee is rich and tasty, and we could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today and receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Jesse Montano hanging out with AJ Hapley and Adrian Dater. Well, guys, we've been given pretty much uh, non-stop standing updates for man. Better part of the last two, two and a half weeks, every day we've been examining, re-examining, and over-examining uh, the standings, where the Avs sit, how many do they need, how who do they need to lose, scoreboard watch, scoreboard watch, scoreboard watch. <sighs> We're finally done with almost all of that. As the way it sits right now, Colorado has 81 games played, and they are sitting on 90 points in that second wild card spot. The Dallas Stars sit just one point ahead of them. They are playing their 81st game right now. As it sits today, the Avalanche of the playoffs started right now. The Avs will be playing the Calgary Flames in round one. But if Dallas loses tonight and tomorrow, uh, and the Avs happen to win in San Jose, the Avs would jump over the Stars into that first wild card spot and would actually get the winner of the Central Division. So, while it's not quite as important scoreboard watching, if you're interest, interested, there is still a little bit of scoreboard watching for tonight and possibly tomorrow. What, uh, well, I guess let's just start here. Let's say things stay the same. We're going to start with you, AJ. Looking at the Calgary Flames, how does Colorado match up? And obviously, once we know the exact matchup, we'll dive much, 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 much deeper into all of this. But just kind of surface level. Avs, Flames, what do you like? What don't you like? Uh, well, you look at it on the surface, you look at the record between the two teams, and you say, oh boy, this isn't good. <laughs> uh, but then you remember there were two games in Calgary. The Avs were leading 4-1 in one of those games, and then they totally melted down in the third period. And then the other one was the infamous Nathan McKinnon falling off the bench screaming at Jared Bednar incident. Nah. Uh, where McKinnon had every reason to be pissed that game because his line had 22 shot attempts for and two against at even strength that night. And they should have, and they absolutely dominated Calgary, but fluky nonsense like a puck hitting Michael Froelich's knee and redirecting at a 90 degree angle ended up behind Varley was happening. And that was right in the in that that the heart of Colorado can't stop a puck. Uh, it was part of the six seventeen and six uh, run that they put up. And which P.S. Um, since I'm thinking about this now, you know, outside of that six seventeen and six stretch, they uh, they went thirty two twelve and eight this year, which across eighty two games is good for one hundred and thirteen points. Just FYI. <laughs> um, so for me, I think every team in the in the in the West is deeply flawed. And right now, Colorado's playing hot. They're playing good hockey. They've got the goaltending to do it. Uh, I think Calgary is great defensively. I think they've they're they've got the shutdown matchup that they want with Mikhail Backlund against Nathan McKinnon. And then they also have an elite top line. 
And that's going to be really difficult for Colorado to match up against. Uh, but if it comes all down to goaltending, you know, right now it's hard to it's hard to go against Philip Grubauer. I would give Colorado a puncher's chance against the Flames. Yeah, and especially when you look at the the goaltending situation, uh, depending on how Riddick plays, you know, your other option is Mike Smith. That might be, you know, last year we talked about the Abs maybe having the advantage over Nashville uh, at the top of the lineup especially if Grubauer stays hot, that might be where you're able to tip the scales in the abs direction if it is the Flames. But, A.D., you look in your division, there is still a and, – and I'll say a good chance. There is still a chance uh, that the abs can end up pulling one of their own division rivals, and that is equally as up in the air as at the top of the central – Nashville, Winnipeg, and St. Louis all have 81 games played. Nashville has 98 points. Winnipeg and St. Louis with 97. Of those three, who would you like to see the Avs play the most, if that should be the case? Who do you think would be the best matchup for the Avs? Boy, I don't think I want to play St. Louis based on what's been going on. Um, Even though they have been competitive, uh, beat St. Louis won a game, I think. Uh, don't really want to play them. Just seems like St. Louis is a team you kind of want to avoid right now. I mean, uh, I think the team that you'd want to play is Winnipeg based on how they're playing. I mean, they've been terrible down the stretch, basically. And uh, they've got some seemingly got some issues with, you know, the room and not being on the same page and letting games slip. And they've had long team meetings and and they have a lot of injuries usually, and and uh, so I think Winnipeg Jets. I mean, definitely don't you don't lick your chops trying to you know play the Winnipeg Jets, any of those three teams. But uh, I, I guess Winnipeg would be my choice. Uh, you know, it's it's important to keep out that keep in mind that the, the only way they can uh, play any of those teams is, you know. Um, the Avs could win tomorrow and Dallas loses and uh, and Dallas still could win because it, the Avs have to have uh, Dallas lose in regulation on both games. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if Dallas gets the overtime in either of these games, they, they're in. They, they win that spot. Uh, it also could come down to ROW, let's say, if t- both teams win shootouts and the Stars still go, etc. So uh, odds are still that they'll play the Flames for sure. Um but yeah, there is something to scoreboard watch. Though I mean, we're taping the podcast right now. Chicago's up one nothing over Dallas in the second period, and <laughs> if they win this game in regulation, then it yeah, it's down to one game. If if we win and they lose, we could have a totally different opponent all of a sudden. And I got to make new. We're all going to make new travel arrangements. <laughs> uh, AJ, you look at that central division. Who's the team that you at all costs would want to avoid out of Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis? Uh, well, on paper, <laughs> on paper, it's it's probably Nashville. Uh, in reality, just given how everything is going right now, it's St. Louis. I don't want I don't want to go into that mess mess with any of that uh, any of that Jordan Bennington whatever exactly. nonsense is going on with that voodoo. I don't want to play with that. Yeah, uh, you look at Winnipeg and like like AD so, said, they're having to have a t- uh, a players only closed door meeting after game eighty. Not what you want to be doing. I interrupted you. Sorry, AJ. Yeah, well, and they come out. The Winnipeg comes out of that meeting, and then they get a two nothing lead, and then the Avs 
I mean, the Avs were desperate in that game, and they played with the right amount of a right amount of passion. And like, let's be real. Like we talk about, oh, they had a slow start. Nathan McKinnon had a breakaway on like the second shift mm-hmm. in that game, and then they had a power play. Like they absolutely had their opportunities. It wasn't like they came out completely flat. They just didn't capitalize. You know, Tyson Jost stole the puck from Hellebuck, and the puck hops over. It was Andrew Ghetto or Broussard's stick. I can't. I can never keep the two straight because their their numbers look so similar yep. on their jerseys. Um, and, and it was like, they had their chances, you know, it was, they absolutely had opportunities, uh, to, to do work there. And it just, you know, it didn't, it didn't go that way. And I don't know, man, I, I'm, I, I want Nashville again, honestly, if I had to pick one team that I, I want Nashville again, I think the Avs would have a lot of confidence against them. They won twice in Nashville this year. Um, I think, I think that hex might be broken and I think, uh, they've got, they've got enough problems of their own up and down their lineup. Um, you know, PK Subban, not, not great. Um, Brian Johansson, solid, a solid season, but not great. Kyle Turris, huge disappointment. So I'm, I, I would, I wouldn't, I would say Nashville, give me Nashville, don't give me St. Louis. I don't want to mess with them. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's, you know, guys, that's really it. We'll probably wrap up on kind of a shorter segment here. Obviously, once we know the opponent, uh, we'll dive a lot, a lot deeper into matchups and what the series can look like. Uh, but that's just kind of a, you know, a surface level shot at at what the Avs are, are kind of staring at. Now, to AD's point, if Dallas picks up a point of any kind tonight, well, then we can start doing our research and our homework on Calgary um tonight but until then uh it's a little bit up in the air so we will go ahead and round out the week with that i will turn it over for any final thoughts uh from ad do you got anything for us uh final thoughts just uh close out the season tomorrow i aj i didn't see your story yet maybe is miko random update anything on him uh no coach did not speak today oh. he skated um but he was also in a non-contact okay well, uh as far as i know he's not even on the yeah team. he's not gonna play that tomorrow but uh, uh final thoughts would be just uh you know hang on to your hats and but uh let's 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 don't don't stress over the scoreboard too much the bottom line is they're in they're in the they're in. and and uh we're gonna have a lot more hockey to kind of watch and talk about next week and we've got the draft lottery tuesday night and we've got and we've got Kale McCarr final Frozen Four next weekend with DU in it as well. So it's going to be a damn fun couple weeks, boys. Yeah, and the Eagles are pushing for That's the right. too. The Eagles. Go Eagles. Eagles country. AJ, uh, final thoughts for us. Um, I mean, we've got we've got so much. I still have so much work to do. <laughs> uh we've i mean we're not even close to done man we're just we're just we're just getting geared up now so um i'm i'm ex- i'm excited this is this is the most fun we will have had i i have had covering the abs so far last year was a blast but that was sort of a you're playing with house money right now i think there are bigger expectations i'm not i'm not looking for the abs to go in and win a series necessarily but i'm Certainly looking for them to put the fear of God yeah. into whoever they play uh, and not just say, oh, hey, well, they won a game. <laughs> well, that was fun. 
you know, expectations are raised now. You've made it two years in a row. It's a it's a fair expectation that you perform a little bit better than last year. And last year they they scared Nashville. I think it's uh, and yet, I'm see and yet again. not to not a downer. They did only sneak in as the eighth eighth seed. I guess the future is no more eight seeds next year. Let's get into the top four and make teams come to us, and then and then we're really getting yeah, well, somewhere. And that should happen. I hope. That's that's definitely it. Like the future is, you know, yeah. you you want to you want to host yeah. a series. You want somebody exactly. to have to come into your barn and win three games. Well, there you go, guys. Uh, it was such a blast having uh, all three of us back together on on a uh, a really exciting podcast, guys. Honestly, during that last break, uh, we were sitting here and I, and I said, "Man, I'm just so excited. This is so fun." Anybody that's followed the ABS, you know, for for any considerable amount of time, knows that. Oh man, has this been, uh, you know, honestly, it's, it's been rough to, to be a follower, be a fan, be a, however you want to classify yourself, uh, of the avalanche. Cause there's been a lot of, a lot of bad hockey, a lot of rebuilding, a lot of empty buildings, uh, a lot of nights where in Pepsi center, you can hear a pin drop. And for two years in a row, it's been loud at the Pepsi center. It's been fun. Uh, Denver, I, I think AJ, or someone was saying it that you know the the crap that that Denver gets for oh it's just a Bronco town when when the chips are down Denver shows up and Denver is right up there with any fan base um, in the country and uh, it, it's just so much fun it's such a blast to be back around this type of environment and uh, I'm really happy we get to be along with it I'm glad you guys are along for the ride with us so for Adrian Dater and AJ Hayfley. I am Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. The abs are in. Celebrate this weekend and enjoy yourself, guys. Draft Lottery is on Tuesday. We will talk to you guys next week.